allow suffering in the world? I would respond with, so if your definition of a good God is a God that would not allow suffering and pain to exist, then free will can't exist. Would life be better if God didn't give us free will? Imagine if God intervened at every moment someone was going to do something evil, we would be more like puppets. And would you want to live in a world like that? God created a perfect place for us to live in fellowship with him, but that was ruined in the garden um, with the disobedience of Adam and Eve. Uh, the consequence was death. They had one rule to follow. When parents set rules or discipline their children, we don't call them bad parents. We set rules for them because it's for their well-being and protection. And I do believe that pain existed in the garden before the fall. Our bodies were designed to feel pain and pleasure. He created our bodies to release endorphins to even block pain. The great gift of freedom that God has given us comes at a cost. People can freely choose to carry out their good and evil desires. And pain and suffering is usually a consequence of that, of our wrong choices and the evil acts of those around us. Romans 5.3 says, Not only that, but we also rejoice in sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. This scripture used to baffle me because I thought, how could anyone rejoice or boast in suffering? And how could anything good come out of suffering, especially hope? Well, suffering can draw people to God, and it can push them away. I remember a time in my life that was very painful. I was doing all the right things for God. I went on a mission trip. Uh, I served in my church. I led a home group, and I was miserable. I was in a lot of emotional pain, um, and I decided that God wasn't keeping his part of the bargain, and I thought that if he really loved me, he wouldn't allow me to suffer. So I stopped going to church, reading my Bible, praying, and serving others. I became a pretty angry person. I didn't recognize myself anymore, and I didn't like who I was becoming. After a few months of sulking, I went back to church and I apologized to God and I asked him to take me back. He never left me, even though I turned my back on him. For many people, pain causes them to seek God, maybe because nothing else they have tried has um, helped them to find joy or purpose in life. My dad was a man that didn't show a lot of emotion pretty quiet and reserved. He served in Vietnam. He was a hunter and a brilliant woodworker. I think he believed in God, but there was something holding him back from surrendering his life to him. He was diagnosed with MS in his 60s, and he began having trouble walking. But I noticed that as his body began to fail, his heart began to soften. And he was more open to prayer and the idea of being healed. It was exciting to see, and I thought, well, if MS is what's going to take it to bring him to the Lord, I'm okay with that. 
He began to have stem cell uh, therapy, and it was helping him regain his strength. But then one day, he began having trouble swallowing. He went to the doctor, and after running some tests, they diagnosed him with stage 4 esophageal cancer. The diagnosis wasn't good. Their survival rate was about 5%. He went through chemo and radiation and eventually had his esophagus removed. It was a horrible surgery, and eating was almost impossible after that. Our family watched his body wither away. My mom knew that he didn't have much time left, so she called a friend over to the house. Dale Albright was a former ER doctor that was also in a battle for his life with cancer. Dale had been praying with my dad through all of this and talking to him about the Lord. I remember one day, um, my dad in his wheelchair and Dale kneeling in front of him, and he said, John, it's real simple. Do you believe? And my dad said, yes. He also shared why he never surrendered his life to the Lord before. He said that he never felt that he was good enough. My dad and Dale both passed away not long after this. So did God make my dad sick? I don't believe so. But I believe he allowed it to bring my dad to a place of humility and salvation. said it about 20 times at home without crying. Thanks, <laughs> oh, I might need another box. Okay. I've got this. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> the reality is that an easy life tends to make us feel we don't have a need for God if we look at America, belief in God is increasingly absent, yet Christianity often thrives in places that are experiencing persecution or hardship. There are people who can't feel physical pain. They will sometimes chew their tongue up, gouge out their eyes, break bones, or even accidentally kill themselves. There's a book called The Gift of Pain by a doctor that worked with leprosy patients in the 40s. And leprosy is a, caused by an infection that causes damage to the person's nerves, and eventually they can't feel pain. Lepers lose the pain sensors in their eyes, so they stop blinking, which dries out the eye, and they eventually go blind. They would lose their fingers at night while they were sleeping due to rats chewing them off. If they had a sticker or a cut in their foot, they wouldn't know it and it would become infected. They would break bones in their feet and just keep walking on them. They couldn't feel heat, so they would constantly have burns on their hands from cooking over fires. 
The government spent a million dollars, which was a lot back then, uh, to try and come up with a way to uh, alert lepers to pain, but it failed. This doctor said he began to view painlessness as one of the greatest curses that can befall a human being. And if he had the power to eliminate physical pain from the world, he wouldn't do it. His patients proved to him that pain protects them from destroying themselves. So can anything good come from pain and suffering? Trials can make you stronger and give you confidence that you can make it through future trials. Spiritual maturity grows as we learn to depend on God for strength. Suffering gives you more compassion and empathy for others if you have experienced the same suffering that they're going through. Suffering makes you appreciate the blessings in life. When I traveled to Uganda, I saw all kinds of suffering. People that were dying from malaria, um, which only cost $3 to cure, but they didn't have the $3. Extreme disabilities, lack of food, no clean drinking water. There was a girl that had broken her leg and the bone was sticking out of her shin. And she didn't have the means to go to a doctor, so she lived with that way. It just healed over. I sent her the photo of her leg to a friend of mine that works as a missionary in Uganda, and he was able to get her to a doctor for surgery. But seeing others suffer moves people to action. Pain and suffering can draw people closer to one another. It helps us realize that we need each other during hard times. Pain is a great teacher and motivator. Someone once said that they learn more in life from pain than they ever did from pleasure. Americans do everything they can to stop emotional pain. They drink alcohol, smoke pot, do meth, overeat, choose unhealthy relationships, anything to numb the pain. It's kind of like if your check engine light came on your car and you just put a piece of tape over the light. All it does is prolong the problem and make it worse. If you have emotional pain, you need to find out why so you can start the healing process. You need to acknowledge the pain. Don't try to numb it. Don't isolate yourself. Find a support group where others have gone through similar trials. Talk with a Christian counselor. Seek God and ask for comfort and healing. Forgive others and receive forgiveness from God. When we experience the death of a loved one, the loss of a job or a dream, your health declines, a divorce, we grieve. And grieving is a necessary process we need to go through. Some of those stages of grief are denial. You might feel shocked or numb. Anger. You may feel frustrated and helpless. You might direct that anger towards God or other people. Bargaining. During this stage, you dwell on what you could have done differently. Depression. Sadness sets in as you begin to understand the loss and its effect on your life. And then acceptance. In the final stage, you accept the reality of your loss. It can't be changed, 
Although you still feel sad, you're able to start moving forward with your life. So Jesus suffered persecution. He was mocked, betrayed by Judas, rejected by Peter. His own brothers didn't even believe he was the Messiah until later on. He suffered physical pain from being beaten and tortured. And all of this was from the people he came to save. As he was dying on the cross, he asked God, why have you forsaken me? It seems that he even felt abandoned by God. So I want to give you hope today that whatever trial you're going through, if you're a believer, this is as bad as it gets. The pain will end. It's temporary. And the hope we have is eternal life where there's no more pain and no more death. So it's a short sermon, and some of you are happy about that probably. Um, but I want to spend a lot of time praying for those that are suffering because as the body of Christ, that's what we're supposed to do for each other. Uh, we're probably not going to find the answers we need outside these walls. What the world says um, brings joy and hope. It's a temporary thing. And um, so if we could just stand, and if I could have the ministry team come forward. And we're going to, uh, yeah, if you served this morning on the team, if you want to come forward, you can. And we're going to play a song um, during this prayer time. But if you are suffering, if you're grieving, um, if you feel hopeless, I want you to come forward for prayer today because I want your healing to start today. And if you haven't put your hope in Jesus Christ, today is the day to do that. So, Tony, if you want to play that song. Lord, I just thank you today. I thank you for the rain. I thank you for pain, which is a really strange thing to say, but I know it's for our benefit, Lord. And so I just pray that we can be grateful. And you are our healer. You are our comforter. And so I ask, Lord, that you would bring your healing today to people that are hurting, that are suffering, that have experienced loss and tragedy in their life. Lord, I just pray that they have a peace that surpasses all understanding, that today they walk out of this room with hope 
and joy and strength from you. In Jesus' name.
Thank you, Jesus. There are some of you that are just sitting, watching. That's okay. But I know there's more of you that have had hurt and pain in your life, and you're like, ah, just trying to process. If that's you, could you just gently lift your hand? Yeah, just lift your hand. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we come around, if it's okay, we'll come around, just lay hands on some of these people. Raise your hand a little higher, and so people can see you. There you go, got one right here. Come on up, and let's pray. Let's just pray for these people, right where they're standing. Yeah, let's just pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Jason, you want to loop that one more time, just a little softer? Thanks, brother. Thank you, Jesus. What a powerful word. Ah, pain. Pain. It's hard to think of pain as being something that could direct us to something good, but it can. And I'm thankful that God has given us the ability to feel. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you would just, let's just keep interceding for these folks up here right now and uh, continue praying for those that are standing or raise their hand. This is real. Jesus came to set us free from that pain, right? And he's the only one that can ultimately deliver us from that kind of pain. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. The world cannot, as much as it promises, it cannot deliver us from that pain. Only Jesus can. Amen. So if you're just sitting there quietly, that's okay. Just worship Jesus as we're doing this. And continue to pray. What a great word. Holy Spirit, lead me on. You're the peace that overcomes. Take heart. Have courage. I lift my eyes up to the heavens. I know you're. Fix my eyes on the horizon. I know your love will break through. Looking back from the other side I can see now with open eyes Dark is walking